On May 24, 2019, the New Jersey Devil was asked to remove himself from his place of residence. That request came from his mother. Deep down, he knew she was right. 47 years is too old and too long to remain in her basement. With nowhere else to go, he showed up at the house of his friend, the Georgia Gentleman. Several years earlier, Gent's family had tossed his ass out, requesting that he never return. Can two men from two different generations share a podcast without driving each other crazy? I say what's on my mind, I might do a little time, because all of my kindness is taken for weakness. Now I'm four, five seconds from wilding, (laughs) and we got three more days till Friday. I'm just trying to make it back home by Monday morning. (laughs) Happy Wednesday, podcast land. Welcome to the devil and the gent experience. I am the connoisseur of calamity, the Jersey Devil, and by contract demands, I'm joined by my dearest millennial producer, the share to my sonny, the errand go to my bra, the Georgia gentleman. What do you mean I'm the share to your sonny? What's well, that mean? You know, <laughs> sonny and share. Well, you got the good one, okay? You got the good part. Hey, if I'm sonny... You know, in this grand analogy, that means I played Demolition Derby with a tree on a ski slope a few years back. Okay, so don't complain about complain about being share, please. See a point. Yeah, very good. Ergo bra, I think I've heard that f- before. Where, where are you getting that from? Aaron go bra. Yeah. Are you being serious right now? You don't know you. No. You're Irish, right? Yeah, very. Yeah, very Irish. You know, <laughs> Aaron go bra. They use it all the time on St. Patrick's Day. It means Ireland forever. Erin oh, okay. go bra. It's it's uh, Celtic or Celtic or whatever that language is, the Druids and all. You know, I mean, whatever. It's your heritage. Why in the hell am I talking to you about being Irish? I feel like I should probably know that. You think? Apologize to all my fellow Irishmen and women out there. Oh, man. Speaking of fellow Irishmen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Want to bring up Mr. Lowry? Yeah. He, yeah. He had a good... Uh, Shane really Lowry. Good, really good homecoming, right? Shane Lowry over there across the pond. Yeah. We're going one last time across there, but across continental. By the way, quick shout out, our fans in the UK. Thank you. We got downloaded from the UK. Jen? Oh, there so, you go. Yeah. Yeah. Add Britain to the now rising number of states and Puerto Rico. We course. talked about yeah, we're enough, growing. right? We're going. Now we now we got another continent covered. So we're transcontinental. Yeah. Yeah. So, so over there you had Shane Lowry. Irishman. Now, you remember, there was an Irishman that was supposed to win the British Open. Oh, we can't say the British Open. We got to just say the Open. The Open. Did you know that, gent? No, I didn't. Okay, quick background there. Yeah. They've owned the game for 400 years. They invented the game to do it. They can be as snobby as they want to be. And I'm going to say, if they just want to say theirs is the Open, meaning it stands out. There's a U.S. Open. There's a, I don't know, China Open. There's a whatever Open. Yeah, but yeah. Canadian Open. If they want to call just theirs as the Open, which I'm going to grant that to them. I just that yeah. sheer respect for the for the love they have of, of the game and maybe a little Guinness too. Yeah. I mean, we call the World Series the World Series in yeah. America. And well, that's right. I feel like it's comparable somehow. Yeah, and they're not even trying to say the world open. Yeah. They just want it to be the, the open. open. Yeah. That's it. I can so, understand that. Out of respect for that, we'll say the open over there. 
It was held in Ireland for only the second time in history. First mm -hmm. time in my lifetime, longer than that, 50, 60 years, maybe 70 to be exact. Okay, first time that it was held in Ireland and comes back. And there was another Irish guy who was ranked second in the world going in. Guy's got a few majors in his pockets. Everyone thought it was going to be the uh, the Rory show. Yeah, didn't even make the cut, right? Did not. He comes out that of the stinks. gate, comes out of the gate and makes an eight on a par four first hole. Yeah. Yeah, hit it out of bounds by about six feet, which that would not have happened in the States. Rory hits it out of bounds and it was like a line of spectators there. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you what, if Tiger hits a ball in the United States, that's great. There's people diving in front of that thing. All right, like Secret Serviceman trying to take a bullet for the president there. <laughs> There'd be people laying out to keep that ball in bounds. Rory, yeah. they just kind of watched it go. But again, they know the game a little better than we do. Yeah. yeah. Don't interfere. Don't be part of the game. Be a spectator. And they, they got the right idea there. But yeah, Rory hit it out of bounds and mm -hmm. promptly made an eight. Never quite going to recover from doing that. And But this this Shane Lowry, who's no Don McChiodi. See what I did there? Yeah. You know Don Quixote. I know, I know Don Quixote. Okay, so I just made it Mick Quixote. Yeah. Right? Okay. An Irish thing, right? Aaron Gobra. <laughs> Less. Yes. Good. Yeah. Okay. Go. <laughs> so, a little junior high humor there. So, anyway, they're over there in Ireland, and Lowry just does everything right and just absolutely came out. Brooks Kepka looked, looked the part first two days. Yeah, that was our other pick, right? Yeah, and we'll say that. Lowry, Lowry blew our picks down of Brooks Kepka, Justin Rose, and Rory. A lot yeah. of people went down with that. Yeah, and Tiger didn't make the cut either. A lot of big names that weren't around. No Phil. Mm -hmm. So it was a tough track. The weather was tough. Of course, it was playing tough for everybody except for Shane Lowry. So what a romantic story over there in Ireland that Lowry is able to, as I said, no Don, not Don Quixote, meaning that the guy, he led the U.S. Open after three rounds a couple of years ago by four shots and didn't get it done. He's been in several Ryder Cups. Right. Uh, he's been there down the street. So the guy's won the Irish Amateur as a kid. He, he's, he's won a lot. He's not just some journeyman by any stretch. So, but the fact that no one thought the 32-year-old kind of yeah, I like him. I mean, he seemed to me to be a real person, kind of just yeah. a pudgy bearded Irishman that yeah. you just wanted to curl up and go do a couple of gallons of Guinness with yeah. know, on a Saturday night. So it seems like a really down, down earth guy. And it was a good romantic story. And he sunk our picks. And all I can do there is tip my visor to Shane Lowry and say congratulations as the 2019, the open champion. Yeah. He kind of reminds me of one of those guys, like, Jason Duffner, you remember him like talking about how he dips on the, the course and stuff. Yeah. I guess that was a while back, but he kind of reminds me of the Irish version of that. Just like homegrown well, Irishman, like you said, just want to grab a Guinness with him at the bar and, you know. Yeah, well, don't confuse an Irishman for a millennial. <laughs> Duffner reminds me of a millennial. You don't even know if he has a pulse. He's sitting there, the whole Duff thing was what? The slouched over thing? I mean, that, anyway. That yeah, that's crazy. a good point. That's a good point. He just was apathetic. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's why you like him. This yeah, whole apathetic be, yeah. millennial lifestyle thing that, that you all have going on. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for the explanation of the open. Sure. Devin. Sure. And then that was you know, yesterday. I happened to be watching. Happened to be watching a show. Happened to be a CBS sports show. Mm -hmm. Happened to be hosted by uh, <laughs> Tiki Barber. Okay. Oh, my God. Does this kid struggle? Wow. Yeah. I mean... I felt sorry for Tiki. I, I, he's rambling. He didn't do his homework. He didn't know what the acceptable was at the Open. Was it the British Open? He didn't know what it wanted to be. He knew nothing about it. And they yeah, stick him no. in front of the camera and like, read the teleprompters, Tiki. You won't look bad. 
Well, you don't look bad, but he looked challenged. I mean, he was yeah. he was stumbling through this entire segment. The guy obviously doesn't know anything about golf, so he's struggling mightily through this segment trying to get through it, and he's all by himself. I thought it was a Tiki and Tierney show, but I didn't see a Tierney. Is there a Tierney, or is Tierney made up? You don't know. No, I have no idea. I'm proud of you, because if you're watching the Tiki and Tierney show at, gonna say, at, yeah. at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, then you're going to be in a witness relocation program like I am, and you got time on your hands or something. Yeah. Okay? you <laughs> you got to work for a living every day. <laughs> you better not be watching Tiki and Tierney. But so I, Tiki I, was by himself, right? Yeah. Now I'm yeah. guessing Tierney was on a vacation. I don't know. Yeah. But And maybe she called in at one point. But I'm watching Tiki just going through. I mean, he was struggling. <laughs> Gent, Tiki Barber is struggling on air like a dude in a straight jacket trying to eat a peanut butter and banana sandwich. A peanut butter and banana sandwich? You have experience with that? or Well, no, no, I don't have experience. It only happened to me once. I don't have any <laughs> real experience there. But is there anyway. a story there? With a straight jacket? <laughs> with straight jacket, peanut butter, and banana sandwich. All of it. All of it. Yeah. No. Okay. Right. <laughs> no. You know what this comes down to, too? Tiki Barber. Tiki Barber's terrible. He's another one. He's another one of these people that's terrible. And, I, and I've come to accept this. And it's really deflating and disheartening. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much, quite frankly, just, just dismayed. The fact that here's the deal. He's bad. Tiki Barber. He has a show. I don't. <laughs> Next. <laughs> not fair. Yeah, I agree with you. Not fair. Just another talking head. Oh, not even. Another puppet. Another puppet. Who stutters and stumbles and doesn't know whether golf terms to use yeah rough deal for tiki but isn't he one he's like touched in the head anyway isn't he didn't he retire and and i don't begrudge any nfl player from retiring early but did he retire and all he did was the first year he was in retirement he just criticized eli manning just slammed him and ripped him yeah the entire year while there yeah and if i'm not mistaken this year the giants won the super bowl and said eli manning was mvp of the super bowl the whole tyree year i think yeah against patriots so I think Tiki kind of went off the rails there and, and, and criticized his former teammates. And now he's obviously got into broadcasting and he's got himself a daytime show. And, you know, it's funny because I remember reading where he was one of the biggest defenders of Eli this past year. This year? Yeah. So he's done a flip-flop. He's done, yeah, he's flipped. A flippity-floppity. Yeah. Oh, Tiki. Not surprising. No. No. Tiki, you know? <laughs> I mean, got a good UVA education on, right? Should, by all accounts, do well. I think he's a very bright dude. I just think he's a little off, and maybe that, well, maybe his TV show is not for him, or maybe they need to make their teleprompters a little bit bigger, because he was struggling <laughs> to read them. So speaking of New York media, right? you want to talk a little bit Yankees? Oh, absolutely. Any chance you get to talk about the <laughs> beloved pinstripes and evil empire squared? Sure we do. Yeah. State of affair. Of the New York Yankees, sponsored by the Yankee Twitter fans. New shout out, gent. Like to say, uh, Yankees fireside chat. Good mm -hmm. stuff on the internet. Hit yeah. us back. Liked our liked our intro, our little song there. Yeah. Are, my new my new motto is this: You give us thirty seconds, you're not leaving us for the thirty minutes. You give us those first thirty seconds, you're going to keep listening for the rest of this show. Even I can't talk you out of it. That, like that, that, yeah. that opening 30 seconds is still going to hook him. So, yeah, good good, good feedback from him. Got to say, at good job, Rachel. All right. I mean, she pointed out it was an 11-run victory where the Yankees had no home runs over the weekend. You know, just kept staying. Just, they just keep staying alive at the plate, keep moving station to station. The Yankees continue to play that fundamental baseball. They all go the opposite field. Hell, judge it's homers the opposite field. Yeah. But that going the opposite field, that's old school right there. Old school sometimes is synonymous with right. 
and win and all those good things. But yeah, they continue to do that. Um, Still nine and a half games up on the race, too. Yeah. Yeah. Nine and a half up on the Rays and 10 games up on Boston. Yeah. Right. That's that's unbelievable. Yeah. But you would think that. Well, you get on you get on Twitter and it's funny because it's like the world is coming to an end on some some of them out there. Right. And you talk about they are now. Let's look at the big picture. There's six Yankees are 65 and 36. And that's with no true stopper, no ace. Mm -hmm. You know, we've already been over that, beat that horse to death and threw it in a grave and incinerated it and shot it up even in outer space. At this point, that's gone. No stopper, no ace. (laughs) Patched together bullpen. Your best pitcher on the DL all all year, Servino. And then all the catastrophic injuries they had. You look at half the season, well, half of the Scranton-Wilkes-Barre Rail Riders roster was seeing significant action in the Bronx. But really, though, they really yes. were. Yeah. <laughs> yes, this is no, this is not me being coy, if you will. <laughs> you know, according to uh, according to song that Roy, there was no need for Roy to be coy. So Roy can be coy. I'm not. Like the fish? No, with a C. <laughs> it's a song. Get off the bus, Gus. Get out the back, Jack. Just leave a new key. Simon and Garfunkel? No, no. That's way before my time. Oh, Garfunkel me. You got to be kidding. Man, okay. We digress. I apologize on behalf of everyone out there born before 1990. All right. The Sounds of Silence. That's their big one. Yeah, good. Okay, yeah, that was, you. yeah, there was a few. Mrs. Robinson. Yeah, yeah, yo, yeah, yeah, on and on. Good God, millennials. Here we go. No appreciation for fine music. <laughs> None. None at all. Back to the Yankees, or should I say the scranton Wilkesbury Rail Riders, because I like saying that. Yeah. The <laughs> point being, we joke, but they spent a lot of time, a lot of at-bats, a lot of guys coming out of the pen, and a lot of it in and out, which I would think give the Yankees options. But to be 65 and 36 at this point in the season, and their record's against the better teams in the league, are more impressive. Yeah, and all things considering. Yeah, so there is not much to it's almost like all right, we've got to find something to complain about and jump on. And and you know, Gary Sanchez the Kraken comes up. He is just a what they would call a polarizing figure on Twitter and I assume in the Bronx and But why is he polarizing? He's hit twenty four home runs. Yeah, that's why. Okay, because he has just puts on a show when he hits a home run. I mean when he gets it when he gets dug in and locked in seeing the pitch, I mean he doesn't just hit home runs, he just flat out bashes them. But he's limited. You know, he's a limited catcher, and everyone's trying to, to build him up as this. Well, why isn't he getting better? Well, I can sit there staring at a banana and telling you for five minutes not to be yellow and that, you know, it should be blue instead. But that banana <laughs> is still going to be yellow. Right. I don't see Sanchez as a good defensive catcher. doesn't mean he can't be average. And here's what I'd like to see it improve. Calling of games. Okay. All right. I just don't think he has the skill set maybe to not deal with a few pass balls and the catcher interference thing they can work with too. Why he's putting that mid out there and getting smacked with the bat, I have no idea. That I pull back. But, you know, those I can live with if he's calling a good game with the pitchers. And it seems right, to me yeah. he has improved in that. I haven't heard any real negatives there. I can work with the other things. Defensively solid too? No. Okay. No, he's a terrible. I wouldn't say a terrible catcher. I would say he's, he's less than average. <laughs> right. He's not good. Okay. He's got a cannon for an arm. So that kind of balances out a little bit mm-hmm. that, that he's a, he's a, you know, it's hard to steal on him because he absolutely got a howitzer, zips it down the second or third on. 
But other than that, the defensive, it's lacking. Right. Very much lacking. And offensively, he's not an experienced hitter, which means he's not a good hitter if a pitcher has good breaking ball stuff. He hits the hell out of crappy pitching, Jen. Okay? And it's really impressive doing it. But I guess my point with the Yankee fans is, okay, let me go down a list of names to you. You want to be scintillated. Here comes a name. All right, this is the who's who. These are the people that I really, really want. Okay, here we go. Let's start. In no particular order. All right? Brian McCann. (laughs) Jesus Montero. John Flaherty. Kevin Cash. Sal Fasano. Good old Paisan boy. Russell Martin. Will Nieves, Chad Moeller. All right. That short list represents the guys that have played catcher for the New York Yankees since one Jorge Posada retired in 2007. Right. Yeah. Which one, two, or three, or the whole damn list of, oh, by the way, they got a bunch of Yankees, got three different dudes named Molina, and you'd think one of them wouldn't suck. All right. All the other good <laughs> Molinas are somewhere else. So whatever Molinas were catching for the Yankees, they ain't the good ones. <laughs> That's pretty, that's pretty good line. <laughs> well, it's true. Those yeah. Molinas, I mean, it's like the flying Molina brothers know, over there. Yeah, it's exactly. like one pops up and he's hitting 290, and yeah, they're good. Well, the Yankees didn't get the good ones. It was the Molinas from the other side of town, I guess. So anyway, my point being, look at that list we just went down. Now, who do you want instead of Gary Sanchez out of that list? Yeah, especially and they don't got- say, look, we paid uh, the Yankees paid Brian McCann coming in. They paid some big friends that were busts. Yeah, at least with Sanchez, you have that pop factor. You have that it factor. Please, please, Aaron Boone, don't hit him fourth. For God's sake, hit him sixth, seventh, eighth. Don't hit him fourth. But because the guy can clean up on bad pitching and he's still a threat if there's a mistake and people get on in front of him and he's still the guy. Like I said, if he improves that game calling. But Yankee fans, this is not Yogi Berra. This is not Thurman Munson. Okay, do do not make Gary Sanchez into this folk hero because it's been bonus. He's come on the scene and he is what he is. He's going to punish bad pitching. He's going to be a threat. He is definitely that. And he helps people behind him and ahead of him in the lineup. Usually just lay off the bad stuff. He'll be he'll improve. But anyway, Yankee fans, 65 and 36. Mm-hmm. And the fact that there's no Mariano Rivera, stop trying to turn Chapman into Rivera. It's not happening. I don't like the fact that Chapman has just got this treatment. It's like Boone's going to trot him out there, do a die, ninth inning every time. Right, yeah. I think they got too many good arms out there. They scare the hell out of me. I mean, this guy, Britton, oh, my God. <sighs> that guy, you, you, know, you don't know where he's going to throw it. Yeah, they got him from the Orioles. Yeah. Yeah. A ton of saves. That's what I mean. He was like second to Chapman. Yeah, exactly. Saves. So they yeah. got guys they can go to. Chad Green, when he gets rolling, they have guys. I just wish that maybe they don't do the old cue card thing, passed down from Torrey to Girardi and now Aaron Boone, where this is the script and this is what we're going to do. No, man, this is live. You don't have to do that. There's no <laughs> script. We don't have a script of the devil and Gen Show. You don't need a script Aaron freaking Boone when it comes to handling your bullpen, okay? Mm-hmm. Go off some gut feelings. Go off some situational. Go off some hunches. Go off the fact that Chapman hasn't thrown it over the damn plate in three nights and maybe not run him out there in ninth inning. That's what I'm saying. You have options. You got this great bullpen because it's deep. Don't try to think Chapman is Mariano because he's not. Well, we're trying to think of a whole segment that we could dedicate to UFC, but the main two fights that are going on, Holloway versus Edgar, that's the main event. Um, Going for the title, Holloway's the the heavy favorite coming in. He's 20-4. and He's going against Edgar, who has six losses. He's the heavy favorite. Take him. And then a fight that I think is going to be really interesting is Chris Cyborg against Felicia Spencer. That's There's some controversy surrounding that fight. but What controversy, Jen? Please enlighten me. 
you know what? Never, never mind. Never mind what controversy. What about the UFC isn't controversy? What, what about it is it, it's, it's a mess. It's an absolute mess. Let me ask you something, Chen. Okay. Think about, uh, I don't know, about a thousand years ago. You think old Romulus, okay, in charge, he was in charge of the Roman Empire back then. You think they <laughs> thought that their empire was going to go down in flames? You think it was just going to crash to the ground and be done? Probably no. Not, no. No. Ignorance is bliss. Romulus, Roman Empire. We got a thousand years. How do you know you'll be fine tomorrow? Well, because the last thousand years were great. So the next thousand will be great too. No. Here's where I'm going with this. Where are we going that we view this as a sport? This is not a sport. This is an individual gladiator debacle, if I'm being mean, event, if I want to be nice. Mm -hmm. That's what this whole UFC 240 is to me. A bunch of this should be going on in prison camps in, you know, somewhere in the Soviet Union, maybe for their freedom. All right, that's then I could get into these kinds of things, but just the natural thing of it. No, this this is not. I just don't share the same passion for these individual gladiator contests as I do team sports. Fair enough. Yeah, we no. got to get you in the Ohio nut. We got to get him back on to argue uh, with you a little bit about that. I don't know that I can handle the two. Year. I mean, <sighs> clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right. I can deal with <laughs> millennials to the left and right is a whole other ball game. I don't know if my sanity, what's left of it, the single shred, kind of like one of those little branches, people be hanging off the cliff. Ah, I don't want to fall. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we are digressing heavily away from it. You, you know, but I, I will say in this, in, in, in just a very brief moment of recognition and sadness for the Russian boxer, Maxim Dadashev, who was just 28 years young. And he passed away yesterday after incurring injuries in, in a fight last Friday night. Mm -hmm. So I see that I see boxing and it's like, wow. And then UFC takes it to another level. Yeah. You know, I just don't look at it as the same way. I look at a baseball game, a football game, a hockey game. Hey, people have died on the gridiron and, and on baseball fields. Sure. There's a danger there. Hockey, I have no problem with the enforcer going skate to skate, you know, throwing down, throwing the gloves off and just getting at it. Yeah. I have no problem with the fighting in hockey. I'm not I'm not a pacifist. I'm not I'm not claiming for no fighting, no violence. I'm just saying this one-on-one -on -one gladiator mentality where it's just to inflict harm on another human being. I can't and you're in a cage-like setting and I just I can't get on board with the UFC. Quite frankly, it's either it's either boring or it's goring mm -hmm. with no in between. So, nope, I don't want to watch someone in some scissor lock squirm around and flap around on the mat for <laughs> nine different minutes when the ref's checking his pulse and, you know, looks like some something you see out of an old WWE with Hacksaw Jim Duggan or something. I don't know. And you know, that's one end of it. And then I don't want to see a guy who's already unconscious still take three more shots to the jaw mm -hmm. like we saw at that last UFC 239. You and the Ohio nut subjected me to. <laughs> Yeah, lost brain cells watching it. So you really weren't a fan. The devil is not a fan of. No, <laughs> I'm willing to talk about it only for this reason. Summer is a slow ass time for sports and there is not much going on. Yeah. You know, that's about it. But let's jump off yeah. that. So if you're going to if you're going to watch UFC 240 this weekend, then take the favorites. There you go. In simple logic. We don't have enough reason not to say it. Take the favorites if you got to have action. Next up. Well. Well, you seem a little antsy today. You know, yeah. I see you there scribbling with on your on your pad as always, kind of over there in your corner. 
Yeah. Just riding away. What's going on? Hieroglyphics, I believe. No, I'm a little <laughs> trying to get things in order. You know, I okay. got to I got to get on a plane and uh, as you know, I am coming home this Sunday. Yeah. They need to roll out the red carpet. Where's red? Home? Red in my honor. Mm-hmm. Just run red that thing. Honor. Yeah, I want to see it from the sky in the desert. When 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 we're when we're on that big bird heading into McCarran Airport. I want the red carpet there. I'm not talking when I get off on the little, you know, subject way as, as after they take care of all the people who need to be taken care of first. Yeah, what a lie. You ever see that? People in the plane need to get off. Trust me. Anyway, I'm oh, back. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to McCarran. I'm going to be in Vegas Sunday. Sin City. Look out. You have no idea what's coming to town. I'm coming home. So, yeah, looking forward to that. Going to be there Sunday, Monday, Tuesday next week. Going to hit the casinos just a little bit. <laughs> I'm absolutely going to do that. You know, that's that's uh, maybe some uh, maybe some card playing will happen. Maybe a show. You never know. I might go to a craft show. It might be a Star Trek convention out there. I can dress up as one of those uh, one of those dudes. You know that the whole Vulcan thing with the, the, the Dr. Spock pinch of death and, and Captain Kirk being a Captain Badass. Yeah. How can you not be into it? I don't know about the 97 sequels and stuff they do afterwards. Get some crazy stuff there, but I mean, give me some good old fashioned Klingons and Hey, you want to yeah. talk about fighting? Look, Captain Kirk would, he'd kick ass in UFC 240. <laughs> Captain Kirk could lay it down well, and did quite often. Yeah. got, got, Bones and Scotty. Yeah, I could do a, a Star okay. Trek convention too, but probably I will squeeze a little bit of time into the main floor and the table games of the Euphoric Palace that is Las Vegas Casino Land. <laughs> What's going to be your go-to game when you go down there, you think? Craps, typically. Oh, nice. I like craps. Yeah, I mean, yeah, of I like course, you do blackjack when you're bored and you just need to give some money back to the casino. We all do that, <laughs> right? <laughs> Hey, so yeah, craps is is really the 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 game of excitement. You can jump in pretty much whenever you know, scout it out. It's it's a camaraderie game. You know, you're betting with people at the table, and even the dealers, the craps, they're not rooting against you. Waste money on like snake eyes bets and all that. stuff. They got all the prop bets you want. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I would say keep it simple. Yeah, and and if we can, we're just gonna give uh, if I may wax poetically about some crap strategy. All right, we yeah, could, we can call it. Craptology. Well, it's been a while since I've played. I'd like to hear. Craptology? Craptology. Okay, yeah. Like that. Crap, yeah. Craptology. <laughs> All right. So here we go. You got a pass line. Okay. Okay. You're going to put just a basic money down for someone to roll. Who's rolling dice is going to roll seven or 11. If you have $10 on the pass line, you roll seven or 11. Boom. They pay you that 10 right there. You can take it off whenever you want. Leave it there throughout. Once the roll starts, it's there. Now, say they don't roll 7 or 11. Say they roll Snake Eyes 2 or 12 or, as so-called, craps, 3. Mm-hmm. They take your money. So you don't want to see a one, a 2, a 3, or a 12. All right? You want a 7 or 11. You with me? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now it comes out any other number they have to mark it. You're on the pass line. Okay? Now, 7 is not your friend. If that person came down and rolls an 8, they mark 8. Now you're on that pass line for your $10. The eight has to be rolled before a seven does. I follow you. Everything else of those prop, everything else is a side bet. Everything else is, you can learn as you go one step at a time. You know, learn one or two. Don't get talked and tossing all your money up there on that table. Leave that pass line and stretch it out. If you get someone who's rolling hot, you know, typically they make their number six and eight get made a lot. Mm-hmm. 
So they make their number, get that, roll a couple sevens. All of a sudden, your original 10 you put down is up to $60, $70. That's, that's how you rake it up at the crack, crap sale. But keep it separate because if you have it out there in those other bets, they're going to get it from you. Yeah. We've said it a million times, all the beautiful statues and the fountains and all the architecture that is Las Vegas was not funded by losers, <laughs> right? Uh, you know, another tragedy, those high rollers, look at Baccarat, as my, uh, as my dear old pappy would be the first to tell you, Baccarat's the game. Yeah, why is you that? Know why? Because you don't have to know crap about Baccarat, no pun intended, okay? Because on Baccarat, you can bet with the house mm-hmm. or you can bet with the player. Well, strategy being sound, you're walking around Las Vegas. It's a heck of a lot easier to find a loser than it is a winner. And if you can see someone at a Baccarat table who's there all day and watch how they're playing, and then you can sit down and basically just bet opposite them. Oh, Now you're not betting against the house. You're betting against one of the jabronis like the rest <laughs> of us jabronis that are funding these places. Flipping the script. Sure. Yeah. Flipping the script. Good way to put it. Yeah. So back to crapology. Keep it simple. Mm-hmm. Just play the pass line. Don't play any other exotic bets. Make your money stretch out. And if you get on a little hot streak, don't be afraid to walk away. All right. Let's sum it up with that. You get on a crap stable. You're making some money. Put it in your pocket. Mm-hmm. Don't leave on a winner, but don't leave with more than two losing throws either. Okay, you win, you win a bunch and there's two losers. Get up and leave. Take your money elsewhere. I like that strategy. Right. Yeah. You got to stretch it out. So do that and then go to Baccarat. It's usually a little higher investment. But again, it's easier to find a loser than it is to beat the house. So you get on a Baccarat table, if you can find out loser to bet against. And no, people, I'm not playing Baccarat, so I don't want you sons of... I don't want a bunch of people looking at me if I'm anywhere near a Baccarat table thinking, ah, as soon as that loser sits down, I'm going to sit and bet against him. No. No, I don't, I don't, I don't do Baccarat. So leave that, leave that for pops. But yeah. All right, everybody out there, make sure to hydrate. That's just me loving all of you. I know it sounds like funny advice from... The devil telling you to hydrate with water, but I absolutely am. I mean, it was hot as smoking Joe Frazier in most of the country in the past week. And, you know, make sure that you make sure all your pets just hydrate, get that water down, take care of those that can't take care of themselves. All right. That said, strike up one good one for humanity. Go ahead and pour the highball. Cue up the music. And we are out of here. We are the devil and the gent, and you are not.